0: This is Cheeseheads in Chicagoland, the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. I am your host of Cheeseheads in Chicagoland, Mike Fleischman. Joining me is Matt Setter, and today we are discussing Green Bay Packers 31-23 loss to the Detroit Lions in Detroit. This one was very difficult, Matt Setter. This this one had a lot of things that, uh, that really really strike to the the heart of what bad football is.
1: Yeah, this was not a good football game. There were a lot of penalties. Uh, Green Bay had 12 penalties. There were turnovers. There was bad refereeing. There was just about everything that makes a bad football game a bad football game was in this one.
0: In particular, of course, we will get all the way through it, but Mason Crosby had the single worst game of his career. And this, this will be a, a running a running theme now for, for a couple weeks in a row. Well, the Buffalo game was a bounce back, but uh Randall Cobb, worst game of his career in the loss to Washington. And yep. now Mason Crosby with the absolute worst game of his career, the one of the worst games by a kicker I have ever seen I've ever in seen. this contest. A yeah, just a, an absolute he was, he tough, was, tough, tough loss. He's terrible. Yeah. And and inexplicably terrible too. We've seen we've seen Mason Crosby previously have have like one rough season which really amounted to like one rough stretch of six games. Yeah. But even during that stretch what was happening to him yesterday was not happening. Um but this is all very very intense and we're all we're all very uh I guess not I'm not going to go so far as to say I'm upset about it because you know football is still just fun. I like football a lot. Yeah, and and I've got bigger things on my plate than to like truly be upset about this. Sure. I want I want to set the stage for you, Matt, because mm-hmm. I am in I am in the storage area of my the basement at my parents' lake house their their retirement home up here in northern Wisconsin. We are recording remotely. You're in the beautiful Loop Studios of Radio DePaul Sports, and I am. I, it's just. I came up here because I had a little bit of time off. So I'm like in my dad's workshop sitting at a desk that I used to sit at when I was like a a little like five-year-old kid and play with crayons. (laughs) Yes. And so now, now in 2018, I'm recording a podcast at this desk and it's a, it's a sign of the times, I think.
1: I think a podcast is just like the coloring book of adults, right? That's like, it
0: it is, and i have my my aunts and uncles are here so uh, my mom's two brothers and uh and their wives are here and i have um i've i've made them some bread that's rising we uh, i taught them an inscrutable card game that nobody likes what was
1: it what what card game
0: and it's hand and foot have you ever heard of hand and foot i've never heard of hand and foot are the rules explainable okay, it's, over
1: it's... a remote call or do you need a deck of cards in front of you no. to figure it out
0: uh, you need for each player playing. You need a deck of cards. Oh my god! And then another extra deck total. Oh my so god! So if you have two players, you need three decks. If you had three players, you need four decks. If you need, if you have five five players, you need six decks.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My my, my taste in card games runs towards the. Uh, it's rich. Towards the excessive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ev- everyone gave up on me. I I did not. Yeah, and this is this is a game for me where like I'm not a TV or movie guy. Sure. So if if you're like let's spend 2 hours hanging out together, you know, to me it's like well a 2 hour game of cards is going to going to really do it in kind of in the same way. Yeah. So yeah, no nobody liked my card game, <laughs> but they are going to like the bread I'm bread I make. <laughs>
1: what's the what's what's the verdict on this bread? Are you doing anything special with it or just typical normal bread what do we got
0: i'm What's using there? one of my my aunt's favorite recipes to make a olive bread okay and so it's sort of a, an eggy buttery mm. loaf and then we're gonna put some green and black olives in it and roll it up yum sounds good it's probably probably gonna be pretty good yeah so i i needed i needed the good news because i'm gonna spend the next 50 minutes here yeah only talking about re, the bad recounting, news recounting <laughs> yeah recounting of just a bad a bad game Just the Packers came into this game two and one and one and and had the opportunity to get a win over a division rival, get a win over a team that is trending in the wrong direction. And this is this is one of those games where sometimes in football, a team beats you. Sometimes Mm -hmm. in football, you beat yourself. And that's exactly what happened here. This is not This is a win for the Lions. They get the W for this, but this isn't a case of the Lions beating the Packers. This is like another case this year. Second case I've seen of the Packers not showing up ready to play football. Yep. And this is kind of
1: been a constant, uh, not just this season. I think for a pretty long time here with the Green Bay Packers of getting off to slow starts in the season and even in games, getting off to very slow starts in games, it, half, Green Bay was down 24 to 0. Um that's kind of been a consistent thing of like other teams jumping out to multiple possession leads and the Packers have to come back from it. Um Washington jumped out to a 14 to 0 lead, right? Um
0: they did they were um 14 nothing at the end of the first quarter.
1: And the Bears jumped out to a big lead, right?
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. This this is this is a, a common theme. You know, bears bears at halftime are up big. Washington's up big, and yes, this game this game started in in the most infuriating way. Oh my God! In that the Packers defense forces a punt, forces a fourth down situation, fourth down and 17 at the Detroit 48, and this is already a a, a possession where a touchdown for the Lions got taken off the board. Yep. By by a penalty where uh, Frank Ragnow decided to uh, put his hands in Kenny, Kenny Clark's eye area.
1: Yep. Which is and, which and is
0: infuriating and in its own Taking him right. down
1: and Kenny Clark after the play is rolling on the ground in pain. Um, yep. Nasty play by yeah, Ragnow. Finger,
0: fingers in the eye hurts. Yeah, hurts a lot. And then on 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 fourth and seventeen, the uh, Martin punts. It lands at the Green Bay 13. It bounces up in the air. By any visual standard, it hits the back of a Detroit Lion. Yep. It hits. And then rolls down to the one-yard line where they down it, at which point the referee promptly rules that it hit a Green Bay Packer and it's first and goal for the Lions at the one. And everyone in
1: Detroit, even the Detroit players, are like, wait, hold on, what?
0: Yeah. Yeah, n- absolutely no one is ready. This isn't a case where the Lions are like pointing and screaming and yelling, hey, King touched the ball. They're celebrating that they got King the ball was down the-, the one. <laughs> yeah, they're celebrating that they downed it at the one on a good punt, good piece of coverage. And before I launch into like how this is just BS and launch into like an officiating tirade, which after the last three weeks of work I've done on this podcast, I should be real careful about. Yeah. <laughs> um, before I launch into that tirade Kevin King is his first game back since game one should be nowhere near that ball
1: yeah yeah he shouldn't yeah. that was not a good that was not good positioning by Kevin King he really shouldn't have been yeah. anywhere Tremont Williams the returner was yelling
0: at him to get away and to leave yep. and he did not yeah. do it um this was a first of, of several mistakes by King yep. through this game to be anywhere near it but that being said um I I have no idea the, the tough part is is that after the Lions down it at the one, there's an officials conference in which they come out and announce that officially it's been ruled Detroit ball, and then it goes to a replay, at which point they they uphold it, and that to me that to me is the mistake. Yeah, making the call on the field that it's Detroit's ball, because that puts it in a situation where you have to establish what is it like ir- irrefutable or clear visual evidence. Yep. To the contrary, where the replay, the replay shows us exactly what we thought we saw, which is it looks, for all intents and purposes, like it maybe hits a Detroit player, but it never establishes concretely that it hits a Kevin King. What it what it what happened was
1: like the Detroit player was like wearing white sleeves and white gloves, and was pushing King in the back, and it hit the guy's the Detroit player's arm, and I guess. The referees thought that the white arm and the white glove were somehow connected to Kevin King's white
0: jersey. I don't get it. Yeah, and and Chris Spielman, who's the color guy on this broadcast, spent about like two and a half minutes ranting about glove color. Yeah. Because of this, which um, that was I think that might be the worst uh play-by-play color team working in the NFL right now. Yeah,
1: I had the same thing. I was listening to it and I was just thinking like Man, I know so many good, like, color people at Radio DePaul that are so much better than this.
0: <laughs> I know so many good, like, live game yeah. teams
1: that are much better than this.
0: Yeah, Spielman in particular rubs rubs me the wrong way, and I've never quite understood it. And I think it's because he doesn't really exhibit a lot of, like, like, a lot of technical football knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like, listen to Romo, and Romo might be, like... Romo's my favorite. Romo's very boyish. Yeah. But he's also very, very good on the technical details of football. Yeah. And Spielman is 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 poor, but r- ruling it Detroit ball at the one after after Detroit made no real attempt to, like, possess the football or run it back or anything. Yeah. Like, they, that they is recovered it really... and didn't go into the end zone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <that> <laughs> if is it's a, a live a really, ball... Really...
1: If it's a live ball... you throw the blue flag that says <laughs> that there's been a change of possession, and then the Detroit yep. Lions would fall on it and take it in the end zone. But none of that happened. There was no blue flag that comes out saying the opposing team has touched it. It's now a live ball. There was no no one, like, jumped on it and drove it into the end zone. Like, they fell on it at the one and were celebrating. Like, great punt. Great way to down it. Like, it didn't. <laughs>
0: yeah, great. <laughs> I, don't, oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's so frustrating. Yeah, this that was is so frustrating and it's one of those situations where these kind of things right now they seem to the the little things not going right seem to really get into the heads of the packers yep. which is a bigger picture thing because you know you get you get first and goal at the one like Garrett Blunt that's why they signed him. Yep. That's he gets all he it does. it's seven to nothing it's seven to nothing before and now this is me being super bold because King did make a mistake it's seven to nothing before your team has done something bad. Yeah. Like
1: in that possession that the Lions had, which ended in the punt. I have some notes down here. Like we saw great coverage from Oren Burks on a, like an out route you know, uh-huh. of a wide receiver. Like we saw positives coming from this defense and like they were playing well in that first possession. There's the given up touchdown to Marvin Jones jr. On the outside, but he got called back because of the ha- illegal hands to the face. Um, And just, like, in general, like, we saw that we, throughout this game, I think also, our defense, the Packers defense wasn't a weak spot, necessarily. I think it really was. No, I I don't think so at all. I think it really was, like, the offense putting our defense in a bad position every single drive. I mean, two fumbles on the Packers' half of the field hoses a defense. That's so difficult to keep them from scoring points, especially when there's a good Quarterback and three good receivers.
0: The Lions are... also, when, yeah. When you're missing 40-plus yard field goals, yeah, the balls, the ball isn't spotted at the line of scrimmage after a missed field it's... goal. It's spotted at the spot of the kick. Yeah, so that's another which seven puts yards. You back seven yards. Yeah, Ooh.
1: yeah. And if you're missing those, I mean, that's great field goal position, or that's great field position for the other offense, and that makes it difficult for your defense. Uh, just. It, it, you were right. It is a team that's beating itself, and it's a poorly coached team that's beating itself in mistakes that shouldn't happen.
0: So on the on the very next drive, it's seven nothing Detroit. Green Bay goes, go drives down the field. Aaron Rodgers looks. I'm I'm trying to find the right adjective for how Rodgers looked in this game. I'm gonna go with sluggish.
1: Yeah, he didn't look good. He lo- he didn't look good the first yeah. half. I thought he came out in the second half and looked pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he looked sluggish in this first half, but he g- he gave Mason Crosby a fourth and 7 at the 23. That's pretty good. That's PAT range. And Mason Crosby misses the first of four missed field goals. Yep. And so immediately immediately it's uh it's first and 10 for Detroit and they go right down the field and they accomplish one of their one of their like two or three very good plays in this game, yep. and and that's that pass to Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is good. We've known that for a while. He wasn't healthy for most of his rookie year. Yeah, he's re- he's really good. Kenny Galladay is he's big, he's strong, and he has got really good hands. Yep. And he made a great play on that
1: ball to kind of high pointed above Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson turns around way too early and starts to make his play on the ball about two seconds too soon. Kenny Galladay throw to Josh Jackson where Josh Jackson was playing coverage. Josh-, Josh Jackson turns around about two seconds too early Is he turns around and he's mm-hmm. like backing into Kenny Galladay like he's boxing out a basketball player for a rebound and goes up and just gets kind of Randy Mossed over the top by Kenny Galladay because Kenny-, Kenny Galladay isn't slowing down and prepping for a jump. Kenny Galladay is making it all in one smooth movement and that's just something that will come yeah, with time. He- Josh Jackson didn't play man coverage in college. So... Kind of being in like a press man situation deep down the field is a little bit unusual. We started this. We've seen some of his ball skills, but that's just something that'll come with time and just a like a little mistake from the rookie.
0: And I'm not. This is not a mistake that uh, bothers me very much because Kenny Galladay is very very tall. He's clearly going to be a very good to great wide receiver Mm. for for the Lions. Matt Stafford threw a perfect ball. I, I am not. I am not one of those people who doubts Matt Stafford. I think he's a very good to great quarterback, and he threw he threw a tall receiver a perfect ball, and he beat a rookie cornerback like cool. Yeah,
1: it's nothing you can do.
0: Yeah, you play the Lions, you expect that to happen a few times. Yeah. It's good. It was a good throw. Good play. At that point, it's fourteen yep. nothing. If if this game is if this game is a different game. <laughs> it's, it's seven to three. Yeah. But it's 14, nothing. And, and then you start to see Aaron Rodgers made this mistake a couple of times. He made it on the third play on a third and seven from the green base. 17, Aaron Rodgers strip sack from behind. Yeah. By Aquara, And this is, this is the kind of thing from Rodgers where this is what led me to suspect. Like this guy is not right somehow out there on the field in that he wasn't Sensing or reacting to or anticipating pressure from behind him, yeah. which is, which is like completely foreign for a player of his caliber and his, his tenure in football. Yeah. It, it just seemed like the clock was not on. Like
1: it, 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 uh huh. There's an internal clock in every quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers has as good of one as anybody else in the league of like knowing when you have to get rid of the ball and when that pressure is going to hit and where it's going to hit from and he's typically so, it's almost like he has eyes all throughout his head, not just in the back of his head but on the right side and the left side as well. And today it was just like he only had his two normal eyes. Like he had no idea what was happening. Like, it, 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 it he just looked off and it's, I think kind of the same thing of like he hasn't been practicing. And so now we're seeing the practice and like you said last week, if you practice for two weeks, the audience will notice. And now yep, he, he yeah, got, the audience is noticing the audience has noticed the audience is noticing he practiced this week, but it's not the same as having like four weeks off. Like it'll take a little bit to get back into it. It's if, if it, it's, it's not, it's not, it's, it's just like, if you are in shape, it'll take like three days of not running to kind of fall out of shape. Right. And so it's, yep. Like, you it, it you have to always be on the horse. If you take a couple days off, like you'll start to fall back. And so, a couple weeks, it's gonna take more than just like three days of practice for Aaron Rodgers to be Aaron Rodgers again.
0: Yeah, and and as far as like the actual knee looks, like the knee looks good. He's planting on it. He was able to scramble for some first downs. He has he has some kind of running speed. Yeah. But there's yeah there is a decision making and like a game speed issue mm-hmm. that he's having right now which I think is it's a it's an embarrassment of riches for Packers fans because when Aaron Rodgers turns into a quarterback that at times makes mistakes, we're left going like, oh no, what's gonna ever happen to us? Whereas like that's not something that we should ever be like terribly worried about in that we've been we've been just had this had this great embarrassment of riches dumped on us. In, in this all-world quarterback so all of a sudden when he turns into someone who's normal we're we're just absolutely baffled by it so i'm 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 hesitant to like declare that there's a real situation going on when when a quarterback goes goes for the stat line that Rodgers did which is 35 32 of 52 for 3 touchdowns and no interceptions and say like there's a big problem especially when he passed for 442 yards in the game. (laughs) But at the same time, like there are moments of it where you are, are troubled by what you're seeing. And yeah, the reaction time is a bit slow right now, but on the ensuing drive, the Packers defense, who I really think played a good game, held the, uh, held the lions. The lions get a short field goal. Matt Prater cashes it in. And then Packers right back down the field. They embark on a 50-yard drive once again, set up Mason Crosby with a 42-yarder on fourth and ten from the 24. Missed it again. It hit the right upright. Yep. And from from that point, that's when you start to just be like, oh no, what's happening? Yeah. Because it's 17 nothing, and the Packers have been down in in Lions territory twice on two effective drives. And meanwhile, they've given up They've given up a short fields to lead to what Lions scores for 10 of their points, turnovers leading to 10 points already for the Lions. Yeah. And so you send the defense right back out onto the field. They force another punt, and immediately Packers go right back down and give Mason Crosby a 38-yard field goal, which, which is, no is no good, good wide right. It's, it- and so now it's 0 for 3 in – in less than 30 minutes of football and you're at home just like, do I have anything stronger than beer? Yeah. (laughs) Cause it's just getting ugly and it. Yeah. So
1: we were at the four yard line. Rogers gets pressured, doesn't feel the pressure gets tries to get the throw the ball away. I, he was outside of the tackle box, but there's nobody in the vicinity, I guess is the ruling. I'm not sure. Um, which gives us a 15 yard, Intentional grounding penalty, which moves it back from the 4 to the 20. Um, 16 yards, I guess. Whatever. Um, But moves it back from the 4 to the 20, which is... Takes it out of where I think it would have been. 4-down territory. Go for the touchdown. Had Rodgers not... Uh Had Rodgers, A, been able to get it away or not been called for the intentional grounding. To field goal time. Send out Mason Crosby, who's already missed twice today. His mind's not right. And he misses again.
0: Yeah, this was... This was where you start to slowly go crazy. But of course, at, at this point, it's 17-0. You give the ball back to the Lions, and the defense holds them again. Mm-hmm. At which point, the Packers get it back, and second and one, Aaron Rodgers is hit from behind on a sack fumble by hand. Yep. And so, for the third time, you have, given, you have given Detroit a short field, and they cash it in, so... 17 of their 24 points at that at that point, because uh, Marvin Jones Jr. catches a, a Matt Stafford touchdown pass, at that point, 17 of their 24 points have come by going, let's see, 29, 30, uh, 49 yards. Has ne- <sighs> 49 yards of offense has netted them 17 points. Yes, yeah. and you can't win a football game if and that's what's th- happening. Uh-huh. And this is a mark of, of Detroit in that, Detroit for their for their part, what separates them from the absolute bottom basement teams is that if you give them the opportunity to go 49 yards for 17 points, they take it. Yeah. Yeah, this is not the the Buffalo Bills or or the Bears of the last four years until now.
1: Sure. Or the, any of those the Buccaneers absolute or, or the Cleveland Browns. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is not that kind of team. They are better than that. They have great established veterans especially in skill positions. Mm -hmm. If you give them that kind of opportunity, they're they're more than happy to take it. And so you go into halftime down 24, nothing. And what follows is actually a a good stretch by a good stretch by green Bay in that they come out immediately on their first two drives of the second half. First drive ends in a, a Valdez scantling. Nope. Let me get it right. A a, uh, a, J- a Jamal Williams touchdown. Hello, I'm in my parent's basement. How are we all doing? Right. And then you see Valdez scantling convert the two-point conversion, yep. which was to a ser- a good series of plays on on this drive coming out from uh, coming out and this is a this is a drive that included two consecutive sacks of Aaron Rodgers to force a, a third and 23 and a fourth and 11 that they converted. Mm-hmm. So Rodgers all of a sudden is working with the pressure on. Go ahead. Yeah, I, that's
1: what I was excited to see is going forward on 4th and 11. Is That's one of the things that I put uh-huh. down in my notes is I think Mike McCarthy kind of feels uh, a little bit of pressure here. And has decided to go all aggressive, which is something that we haven't seen yeah. from Mike McCarthy in the past. Is like In situations like this, down 24-0, he might not go forward on 4th and 11 in the third quarter. And now we saw it, and it works because it's Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers decided to play football in the second half. Then another 11-play drive. So the first play of the half, 11 plays. Yeah, another 11-play drive for a touchdown. 11 plays, 55 yards for a touchdown. It's Lions miss the field goal. Give Give the Green Bay Packers a short field, and the Green Bay Packers, with a short field, score a touchdown. Uh, and this is
0: this is a great Devonte Adams touchdown pass. Devontae Adams played a great game. Yep. What I Devonte Adams no is particular on pace for his best there. Season of all. Yeah, which is not surprising to me in the slightest. Mason Crosby misses the extra point, so at this point he's uh, he's zero for three and zero for one on extra points. And at this point, I'm wondering if I have anything stronger than the gasoline that I yep. switched to drinking. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, which it turns out I didn't, No, uh, unfortunately, actually. I drove to the gas station Um, to get some
1: 93 octane just at halftime, just for this game. Yeah, at this Uh, point,
0: I'm just, like, drinking gasoline and spooning cat food into my mouth. (laughs) I I ate a few Mentos
1: and poured some Diet Coke (laughs) down my stomach just to see what will happen. He Um, he exploded.
0: (laughs) And this is the – I believe believe that was the – the missed extra point is, is where I texted you, this game is appalling. Yeah, no, this, yeah, yeah. This game was not good at all.
1: We saw, Um. <laughs> I, I mean, going back a few drives, I think what really drove me up a wall is third and eight, we get a stop. Tony Brown makes a great coverage play, should basically walks into an interception, drops it, and then taunts the yep. guy over the top of him. This is Tony Brown's first game. Um, he just got pulled up. That is
0: Tony Brown's first good play in the NFL. His,
1: yeah, really. I mean, maybe might have been his first snap. Like, I don't know if he'd been on the field yet this game.
0: Um, he got
1: pulled up from the practice squad like this week, and uh-huh. immediately ruins it. It. Immedi- like, <laughs> the, like, I'm sh- it. Immediately, he's like, I'm immediately ruins it. This is it's 14 to 24. The Packers are now have scored twice in a row. They get a stop on third and eight. Can you think of that momentum switch if Green Bay goes down, scores another touchdown, puts up a two-point conversion? It's now uh, 14 plus eight is 22. 22 to 24? It's a different ballgame, but Tony Brown, it's yeah. a 15-yard penalty, gives Detroit another chance.
0: They miss the field goal, but we should have had the ball with great field position. And And that to me is like, of course Tony Brown made a mistake. Tony Brown is also a a rookie in in the league playing on a team filled with coaches who have been here forever, veterans who have been here forever. And that's something that that that's something that you lay at the feet of the coaches in that like you sent a rookie out on the field who wasn't ready to make a big play and then walk back to the sideline as if he was supposed to do exactly what he did.
1: Yeah. Yep. And then we saw more Tony Brown later, which is I don't know. I
0: think he shouldn't have seen the field after that. I'm I'm torn on that. I'm always torn on that question of it, whether you whether you bench the running back that fumbles or whether whether you bench the young kid who makes a mistake in that him getting minutes and snaps in the first place is clearly a result of what what the staff thinks is a is a good player who just needs who needs game time right away for them? They see something in in him that says like this guy can contribute immediately, which is uh, which is rare enough for the Packers when they're not completely scrambling for for warm bodies. Yeah. So I, I don't mind the decision to put him back out there, but the, the idea that the idea that the coaches haven't established in in a player's mind that that that's not something that you're going to do here. That that kind of thing is is, it's really an odd thing. It's a head scratcher. Yep. It's it's you don't see that you don't see that very often from from the Packers. You see Clay Matthews getting his unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, but taunting penalties, scuffles, it's, that it's, sort of thing is is really
1: rare. It's what we saw a little bit with Marius Randall over his career, and he would always get benched for it and not see time and. Sit out for a few games and eventually got shipped off, and it's just a surprising change of heart to see more Tony Brown after that. Where like Demarius Randall got benched after throwing up the X against Dallas. Yes, like it's I don't know. I don't really know. It how- is
0: an inconsistency. You're a- you're absolutely right. It's an inconsistency in how how the McCarthy era has gone yep. with the Packers. It is it was it was so strange to see it too because. <sighs> the 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 un the the, after the whistle dirty play is so rare for for green bay every once in a while you see a little bit of pushing and shoving you know you saw you saw blake martinez react sort of badly last week after he got like straight up punched which you know you're you're gonna get like half of a head shake from me on that but yeah tony brown making that kind of mistake is disappointing um yeah I, i I do. I do hope he turns out to be good because he got to see some snaps this yeah. week, which was a surprise in and of itself. And yeah, you're absolutely right that. Did uh, he look good at yeah, the snaps af- that he did get? Mike, is that your phone ringing? Yeah, I'm just having. I'm having a little bit of a. I'm <laughs> having a day. Yeah. Uh, this. Uh, hi, listeners of Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. This episode is—it's uh, very good, and and we're certainly not having any sort of technical difficulties of any <laughs> we're not kind. Having
1: any? I was not technical just
0: technical difficulties at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're not committing any penalties after the whistle has <laughs> Everything is going really well. I'm I was t- I, I'm totally ready to podcast. Yeah.
1: No, we put the real in case preparation into this,
0: and we're doing good. Um, Um,
1: not a coaching issue at all. Mason Crosby,
0: (laughs) Mason Crosby misses an extra point. Uh, the defense goes back on the field, forces a three and out. Yeah. At which point the Packers go down, go down, set up a 56 yarder for Crosby. At that point it's fourth and 15. I know why you don't go for it on fourth down. I know why you sent out, send out Crosby. We already, but he missed that one. I'm in this, I'm in the camp of,
1: because if they make, if Crosby makes this, it's onside kick, score touchdown. I was really yep. in the idea of just go for it. Just I, I didn't think Crosby was going to be able to make a field goal. I thought it was going to be a situation where we would only have to win by scoring two touchdowns. And so fourth and fifteen, close enough to the fourth and eleven that Rogers got earlier. Go for it, and we didn't see that aggressive McCarthy in this situation, which I was a little disappointed about because we saw it earlier and it worked um and then Detroit goes down has a six play 7 yard
0: 2 minute and 30 second possession. Yep. runs down the clock. And there's yeah, there's what like a minute 5 left on the clock when when Green Bay gets it again. Yep. at, at their own 3 and they they just run a little automatic 2 minute drill and they send uh they send Mason Crosby out with two uh 2 seconds left or Nineteen seconds, or how many ever seconds left on the clock? They send him out for a forty-one-yard field goal to basically remain a Packer. Yep, yep. Yeah. To give him a chance to work the yips out
1: and kick a field goal and, through.
0: And he drills it, dr- drills it right through the uprights. There is a, uh, there is a sarcastic celebration that takes place. Yep. Um, Rogers is the first one off the
1: bench to greet him.
0: Yep. Yeah, that was. So Crosby, at that point. At that point, was zero for four with a missed field goal. That's thirteen points. Yeah, or a missed extra point. That's thirteen points. Yep. The final score of this game was an eight-point victory for the Lions. Yep. Yep. And it that tells that tells you a lot of what you need to know about about the yeah. game.
1: Yeah. Is it? And they weren't like difficult field goals. Like they were like thirty-eight yarders, like forty-one yarders. Oh, so the
0: forty-two-yard field goal is, is 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 where Mason Crosby has. You know, he is he has bought his homes and his vehicles yep. and uh I am not aware if he's a family man or not but uh, if he does have a family he has has purchased fine college educations yeah. <laughs> for yep. them on on making 42yard field yeah. goals in his sleep without yep. without causing anyone to even like increase their heart rate by three beats and
1: it just it, it's just like one day it just doesn't work anymore and today,
0: yesterday was the uh-huh. day where it just didn't work. And and that's a scary thing with kickers because yeah. because it's it's your it, your mojo with the with that golf swinger. You know, you hear about like the the stories of the catcher in baseball who all of a sudden was unable to throw the ball back to home plate. Yeah, like that's this is the kind of thing where where now all of a sudden you're worried because one game. That you're bad for a kicker, you usually is about half as bad as what Crosby did. Yeah. So now you're worried going forward, like how is he going to come out against San Francisco? Like how how are we going forward from here? It's like now now you're legitimately scared, like for a while. Like
1: there's a lot of question marks on this team, kind of as is. Is this another question mark? Is one that we considered like a bona fide player? Mason Crosby. He's got the kicker spot as long as he wants it is this now a question mark or will he be able
0: to figure it out and fix it and get back to going? And I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to find out against, against the 49ers. There's going to be, there's going to be opportunities for him to kick and get it right. Uh, that is, that is the game though. It's 31 to 23. There are, there are bigger, bigger picture things that we're going to hit after a break, but we're going to take a break as we are. Uh want to let you know that we are cheeseheads in Chicagoland the uh, the best podcast that is being hastily assembled from northern Wisconsin and Chicago respectively. I am Mike Fleischman. that's Matt Mellum Setter. Check us out at Cheese cagoland on Twitter. When you want to get when you gonna get notified that we've got episodes coming out, check me out at MP Fleischman on Twitter. He's at Mellum Setter. Thank you very much for uh, for listening to our podcast. Please tell all your Packers friends about this. Please tell all your friends who don't even care about football about this. <laughs> Because I'm, su- I'm sure they enjoy being confused, <laughs> and which would be what would happen if, if you were to listen to this while not knowing about football. We are going to be right back after this break. This is Cheeseheads in Chicagoland, second half of the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers, 31-23 loss to the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Packers are at 2-2-1, two, two, Matt. People are starting to panic, and they're panicking about a 500 team in a division that is absolutely a toss-up going forward from right now. Yeah, I don't think there's really
1: any need to panic. I've been reading, you know, no. Packers blogs, I've been seeing a lot of worry, a lot of uh, get ready to fire McCarthy. Ah, time for turnover, and it really is just kind of a situation of like, okay, the Packers beat themselves this week. Um, they have major issues with penalties. Uh, and it is like small coaching stuff. Like on in the general, we watched this team. We watched this team put up a thousand yards in the last two weeks. It. Yep. Yeah. The, the offense is moving, regardless of like. If the scheme looks pretty, we're, the Green Bay Packers are picking up yards and are doing so pretty easily. And also, the, also easily. the defense is playing really well. The defense is playing really well, especially in, like, situations. It's This is a defense that's Two, been really yeah. good on third down. Like, really good on third Two, down.
0: 264 yards achieved by the Detroit Lions in this game. Again, 17 points on 49 yards of offense. Yep and a lot of really effective stops when Detroit was able to when when Detroit had possession on their side of the field in their own territory you saw a lot of forced punts at you know take going down to the the punting you made you made Sam Martin come out on the field five times yeah green, Day, green bay didn't punt green once didn't in punt. this game it's it's that's it is
1: like the offense played well when it wasn't yeah turning the ball over with a fumble on the second play like In the first quarter, there was fumble on our own 17. Missed field goal. Missed field goal. Another fumble. A missed field goal. Like, the Packers the entire game were getting into position to score and not scoring just because of Mason Crosby having the yips. Like, hopefully that's something that gets ironed out because it's Mason Crosby and we've seen him kind of go through this before, not this bad, but he's had bad stretches and he's come out fine. And he's a veteran guy. He knows what he's doing. It's the stuff that we're watching the Packers struggle with is pretty easily fixable. It's like mm-hmm. coaching stuff. This is not personnel stuff. We're like also in this game, no Randall Cobb, no uh Geronimo Allison. No Geronimo. So we're seeing Equinemius St. Brown get his first snaps. Marquez Valdez Scantling is getting a lot of snaps. Jamon Moore is getting snaps, and they weren't creating separation. But despite them not, excuse me, despite them not creating separation and like knowing their routes super well, Rogers was still able to move move the offense and throw for four hundred and fifty yards, like,
0: and three touchdown passes. It, uh, one, one to Adams, one to Scantling, one to Lance Kendricks. Yep. I think of of the three rookies we saw. We didn't see Jamon Moore make a catch. EQ got EQ had a couple. EQ got three catches. MVS has had seven. MVS has earned the most snaps so far yep. and he does look like the early front runner as far as the the best of of the of the rookie trio of wide receivers. Yep. Um give me give me your thoughts on on MVS and and his overall performance in this the first game where he was a starter and on the first team. Uh,
1: so I thought he looked pretty good. He they gave it gave him the ball in a variety of situations. We saw him catch a few balls on like wide receiver screens behind the line of scrimmage. We saw him running cross routes, slant routes, go routes. We saw him doing different things where in the past we've only seen him on like small hitches and go routes. And this week, because of the lack of Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison, uh, McCarthy really had to open up the playbook for these young guys. And I think Marquez Valdez-Scantling looked really good. We saw Equinemia St. Brown make a great play uh, on a sliding, a long third-down conversion, like 15 yards in on a cross route, sliding down across Mm -hmm. the middle. And that's like, not only is that a really good catch and a really good play, it's smart football to know that you're going across the middle, get down immediately, slide to make this catch, don't try and catch it while you're still running. Like, you'll get drilled, slide down catch it while you're sliding pick up that first uh-huh. down and stay safe and, and stay in control of the football and we also saw eq make an incredible and an important play part
0: of the early impor- later actually sorry an important part of the technique of that is also you have to run the route to get first down yardage yes so route depth which is route depth which is a vital skill of wide receivers and usually something where the rookies the game is usually going a little bit too fast for the rookies to be perfect on Mm -hmm. that throughout their time. I mean, heck veterans have trouble with it, but for, for that situation, yeah, that was, that was a good, good route by, by St. Brown. They, I think, I think they may be okay when you look at them and you're like, well, there's, they've established like game number one and Rogers definitely put, put balls in their direction EQ yeah. Saint Brown had five targets. MVS had uh, had ten. Yeah. So three of five and seven of ten is is a pretty good, darn great. It's a good catch percentage too. It's like a good place to good place to build from. Yeah. No. It, and
1: and I think one of the things that makes me so excited is we saw EQ Saint Brown make some plays after the catch too. Is he had one like a fifty-four yard catch and run where he catches it, kind of fakes one way and then twirls around just burns everyone just gasses everyone towards the end zone and it's that's what i think i'm most excited about is these guys have shown with that route depth they've shown some awareness of like how the game needs to be played and at this moment like Such a big thing with Aaron Rodgers is getting on the same page as him. He expects you to be able to make the same exact reads that he's making to know what the defense is doing before the play and during the play, know where you need to be because he's going to throw it where you need to be and not where you are. And what we saw them do is stay on the same page with Aaron Rodgers, which is something that sometimes sometimes takes a few years to do.
0: On the other side of the ball, the defense, this is – this is a game where Kevin King was back, played the whole game. We saw Josh Jones out there for a little bit. He didn't make the stat sheet, but he did get snaps in the game. Meanwhile, there's definitely moments where, you know, Antonio Morrison played bigger in this game. Martinez, Morrison, and Burks all played through really well. Uh, the defense is was as close to healthy as they'd been from since, since game one, and we've said it over and over that, the, the defense put the Packers in a position to win, and heck, the offense mm-hmm. did too. But not I'm I'm nothing but encouraged by by this yeah, defensive no. performance. It's just that some of some other players need to catch up to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This was a great performance by the defense, especially without Jair Alexander, who's been our best cornerback thus far. Um, uh-huh. For the def- it, for the defense to play this well without Jair, I mean, with Josh Jackson getting a lot of time, with Tony Brown getting snaps um the secondary looked good I think Kentrell Bryce uh, bothered me in a few plays um where he like would let up before tackling there's one play on the sideline where he' like kind of pushed a guy a little bit but like didn't make any contact with him um he had three tackles not anything exceptional um clay Matthews was basically a non-factor in this game um but I think uh, where we need to look is that the young Players, the young cornerbacks are making strides, and in Pettin's defense, the whole defense is making strides and playing well. Oren Burks looked really good both in coverage and as like a run stopper and getting into the backfield and everything. There's a lot to be excited about going forward, and it's it's why I'm not ready to panic. culture
0: Because yeah, this is I'm, a team that. I'm... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna panic. I'm. I'm. I'm not. No, I'm. I'm... Good. Sort of, I have a I have a bad taste in my mouth from watching that game because boy, that sucked to watch sure. at times. And the and look, I, the 93 I'm, octane gasoline was not good. No, I shouldn't drink all that gasoline. I, <laughs> I definitely shouldn't have followed it up by the the like double espresso that I needed to make the five hour drive up here to my parents' house last night. Uh, the the overall combination, I should I should have put the gas in the car. <laughs> <Good lord. laughs> Yeah, I, you know it's it's one of those games where, and again, I am I am not the, I can get emotional about football. I like watching football. I I am bummed out when the Packers lose. I am I am more bummed out when they play bad. But this was one of those games where, like, it's also football still is a consumable product when it comes over your television, and this is the one where, where a, a Packers loss where where the team performs and gets outperformed by the other team. That's yeah. a thing, you know, that the tie the tide yeah. of the Vikings is a matter of like Kirk Cousins came out and was the best quarterback on the field that day and was just incredible. But this kind of game, the game against Washington, where where you're just watching a team put a bad product on the field, you're watching you're watching the refs miss calls, which um, yeah, that's it's just going to happen. I've kind of discussed why that's going to happen. Yeah, it, it that's that just makes for, for a bad, a bad viewing experience <laughs> overall. Yeah, it makes and, for n- yeah the, n- not anything fun. <laughs> right. And, and really yeah. like at the end of the day, like this is a 500 team with a tie Detroit goes to two and three. Anyone who's, anyone who's like really panicking at this point is, is probably, uh, you know, probably maybe a little bit, a little bit too up in themselves. This is a, uh, it's, a, a conference, a division. Hi. Hi everyone. Ready to podcast. Yep. Where Chicago's three <laughs> Chicago's three and one. Green Bay and, and Minnesota are two, two and one respectively. Detroit is two and three. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely nothing about this season has been decided in the NFC North. Nobody is nope. out of contention. Nope. Nobody's looking bad enough to where you write them off. Nobody's looking good enough that they're going to walk away with it. Uh the Chicago yeah. Bears entire season has turned on one player who admittedly has never had any injury concerns in his, in his time really. And who has a reputation for being healthy, but you just, you have no idea what's happening next week. You have no idea what could happen on the first snap of any of these games going forward. No. Um. Anyone panicking at this point has, has clearly like not watched enough of green Bay's, uh, second half performances in, in seasons, especially second half performances where Aaron Rodgers might say, I don't know, get a week or two weeks of full participation in practice under his belt. Yeah, it's, I think <laughs> from here on out I think is
1: where we're going to start to see kind of a change, a sea change in the way that the Packers are playing. It's we're, uh, M- McCarthy said it today that they're not practicing on Wednesday. They're just in the classroom all day. Um, and so what we're going to be seeing, I I would hope going forward is a lot more of a focus on the small things that are really tearing this team down, which are 12 penalties and two turnovers is not understanding kind of the pre-snap reads both on defense and on offense and specifically from Aaron Rodgers and his receivers and like knowing where the pressure is coming from and stuff like that. It's, stuff that should be fixed. And we have a coach and a coaching staff that's been in the league a long time and should be able to fix it with a few, with a week of practice, two weeks of practice. It's the penalty thing. Just can't continue as it has been. That'll get you down. Turnovers can't continue as they have been. That'll get you down.
0: And yeah, Rogers definitely a step slow. Those two sack fumbles belong to him.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because those Uh, are situations
0: where he needs to throw. Yeah. needs, needs to throw it away. The, the turnover on on the referee calling that uh, Kevin King touch of the punt I and mean, that that's going to bite you sometimes that's going to help you sometimes yeah. I, I really you know i'm i'm going to avoid being upset about refereeing because uh, the refs i i really the one thing i do believe about the refs and the one thing that i really don't like hearing fans say is that the refs are biased no that's not against Certain teams or another, yeah. There's, like there's. I know. guarantee you, there's not a ref bear. in the league who makes calls intentionally Donovan, to put NBA, a game like... with one team or another. No, yeah. no, that is not. That's not at all how it works. The game's going. Uh, the refs fast. are just. Oh, yeah. The refs are just occasionally not not good enough to to make make the right call all the time. And you know, I, I do. I can't. I can't do better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. No. I am not ready to referee in an NFL game. I never ever will be. So there's, there's, it's, it's just a matter of not, not being able to handle it all the way, mm-hmm. which that's, that's what's going to happen to yeah. you. So yeah, those, some, some mistake is going to come down the, uh the pike and, and it's going to give the Packers first and goal at the one or some other. I mean, outside of it being awarded a touchdown, that there's not a worse outcome for that play than what happened. Yeah. Like he, you're not going to get a worse situation, but um, yeah, my my big message: uh, people are panicking right now. They have absolutely no reason to be. Nothing about the NFC North has been decided. Aaron Rodgers is going to get better. Practice is going to help him out. Uh, every all these rookies getting snaps are are going to be going to be more seasoned. Jair Alexander is going to come back, and Tony Brown can go back to the practice squad. Yep,
1: and we can see. <laughs> Some continued great defense. It's, kind of what I thought about this game is that everything that couldn't, that didn't want to go right went wrong. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. It's not just like it's Rogers being off with his clock and it's Crosby being off with the leg and it's the wrong bounce from the officials and it's it's every single small thing that could have gone wrong went wrong, and we lost and that's really hard to overcome great teams can overcome that kind of stuff. But that happens every yeah. once in a while. Like teams don't go 16 and 0 for a reason. It's cuz it's really hard to be good week in and week out in the NFL. And so this is our mistake week that we that the Green Bay Packers will have a week of practice plus an extra day cuz we cuz they play on Monday to sit and learn from and get smarter and better and hopefully
0: with a good coaching staff that can happen. People people tend to uh, tend to get panicked about coaches because there's there's been a, a anti Mike McCarthy movement for a long time. I've I've staked my claim that I think he's he's the second best coach in the NFL behind behind Belichick. I know that uh, people might think I'm insane for thinking that, but to me, it's always a matter of the team has faced so much adversity, and they have also been been handed such thin rosters at times, yeah. especially. Some of Ted Thompson's rosters, they have been they have responded and made the playoffs and fought through so much. And people and people also tend to send me that bogus argument of like, well, Aaron Rodgers just wills terrible teams into the playoffs. Like, this is not the Philadelphia 76ers and Allen Iverson, like carrying them around yeah. into like in into small, unimportant playoff berths. This is this is a team where their offensive line has been stellar throughout throughout the run. Yeah. Unless injured, which is every every team in the NFL whose offensive line gets injured all of a sudden doesn't have a good offensive line mm-hmm. because strangely enough that like every position is at a premium. Their defense has had to put practice squad guys out on the field. They've they've had to overcome so much. They've never had a featured running back really since uh, since Grant.
1: Yeah, since Ryan Grant.
0: Um, Eddie Lacy for a little while, but Eddie Lacy of was you know, what did he have like twenty games of being a feature running back for yeah, the Packers? I was gonna
1: say like two and a half years.
0: That, yeah, that's that's uh, twenty, yeah,
1: 20 and years and just all right.
0: Yeah, fought fought injuries throughout that entire thing. It, it's been it's been just a, a constant battle of of keeping guys healthy and and dealing with fit, rosters without any depth. And meanwhile, like this is a team that fights into the playoffs and goes into the playoffs and plays well yeah, in we them. Yeah, count on a divisional
1: round berth for, throughout every that year. stretch.
0: So yeah, no, no, nobody panic. Please don't do that. Yeah. Um, we are we are just about uh, ready to wrap up this this episode of Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. I I am uh, I've got some olive bread to make. Mm we didn't name a, a head cheese head last week because I I'm still unable to, to like properly sure. do my own yeah. show. <laughs> um, I was, I was trying to think of who, who might be a head cheese head this week. I'm, I'm going with Devonte Adams. Cool. I think because again, nine catches on 12 targets and a touchdown. He, he, uh, he made some of those Devontae Adams type plays where he had like a double, triple bobble of a ball yeah. and then brought it in. To me, that shows his development in that those catches would have turned into drops earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. And and now the concentration, the work, the readiness. Yeah, this is this is a team that was not looking like they were fully mentally ready to play this game against Detroit at times. Yep. And Devontae Adams was not a part of that. He was he was dialed in, he was sharp throughout the whole game. So that's my head. She said good pick. I am going to go with uh, Blake Martinez. Five tackles, two sacks for defense. I I think that's a great, I think that's a great pick. He's they, the front four isn't getting the pressure on the quarterback that, that we'd hope they might early on in the season. Mm -hmm but the front four is allowing Blake Martinez to diagnose, read, and get into lanes and make plays. Yeah. Uh, not not a lot of li- linemen on opposing teams are able to get out on the second level and get good blocks on Martinez, yeah. and which he, he, lets he, Martinez he, be just, just as good as he always is and po- and better this year. Yeah, he's just always in the right spot and he's
1: making the right reads. He's He's smart. He's a smart football player. While he might not be the most physically gifted like he might he's not the fastest guy he's not on Burke's speed but he's always in the right spots there's times where it'll seem like he's just walking to the quarterback because he makes the right spot hits the right hole and he's through um he looked good
0: yeah he he is he is very effective in the running game that again the lions just weren't able to put too much together carry on johnson who's probably a pretty legitimate running back in the nfl was uh, was able to bust a couple of big ones for first downs, but only managed 70 yards through this game. And the Lions were given in the ball because they were up pretty big. Yeah, Stafford only dropped back 26 times. Yeah. Packers defense forced a lot of punts. I like I like the Blake Martinez pick. Um, yeah. I before uh, before I lost you, I was going to say if if you have any further final thoughts heading into San Francisco, let's have them. Uh, heading into
1: San Francisco, I. I hope that Randall Cobb is feeling better and can get onto the field. And I hope that Geronimo Allison's yeah, uh, feeling better from his concussion. I think maybe another week out for Geronimo is not a bad thing for the brain. Um, But if he's cleared of concussion protocol, then, you know, whatever. Um, But I, I'm excited to see this whole offense together as well as the whole defense together and everything be healthy. I'm excited to see Jair. Back, I, I am as well. Um, And playing with a defense that's...
0: Overall, playing, I think, very
1: well, and I think is a pretty underrated defense.
0: I I totally agree with that. They're they're as close as they've been since week one, and I'm hoping for a second game in a row of Kevin King being out there. Clearly a little rust in this game. I think very much like Aaron Jones, where I think Aaron Jones is is a potential breakout player and, and a guy who I think is going to be remembered in the NFL. I mm-hmm. think Kevin King might end up the same way. Wow. But with Kevin King the question is whether or not he's healthy enough to do it. Yeah. So so that's that's what we got. Uh stay tuned cuz next week we will watch the Monday night game and then we're going to come back at you with the Cheese Heads episode probably coming out later on on Tuesday. Cheese Heads in Chicago Land is the best podcast. About the Green Bay Packers that I record in my parents' basement, like a true podcaster. <laughs> I want to thank you very much. Follow us at Cheese Cagoland. Check out our Facebook group. Um, leave a review for us on on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use. I haven't checked to see if we have any reviews so far. So uh, if you've already left like a really mean review, that's cool. Just do do your thing. Leave like another to, one if you want. You know if, if yeah. If in the future you want to leave a different review that's positive, like if you have mixed feelings about like all the mean things you said or about us, just you, you want to balance better. it out. Yeah, or or if we get better. Yeah. Um Yeah. <laughs> I I can keep I can I can maybe switch to uh, switch to gasoline again, <laughs> see if that makes me make more sense. There are it's been raining here for about forty eight hours. Wow. So um there are some there are some mushrooms growing outside that I could try consuming to see, yeah, what, just happens. see what happens. Just then, if... I mean, yeah, I, I I most likely will just die, but it might also make me good at podcasting. <laughs> podcasting I don't think has existed long enough for us to explore uh, becoming good at podcasting as a potential side effect for uh, consuming random random woods mushrooms.
1: <laughs> but personally, <laughs> we need a we need someone to try it. So
0: might as well be Mike. Might as well be you. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to help. I'm I'm gonna go back upstairs and. I think I'm going to try and teach everyone like a simpler card uh, game hmm. because because the hard card game, uh, just didn't, didn't go over very well. I don't know. But, uh, it was, it was too much. There's a high level of complexity. I kept on being like, now bear with me. And everyone was like, Oh, we understand <laughs> now we don't like it. <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, thanks for, thanks for, uh, thanks for calling in. We're, yep. uh, we're going to fight through this and, um, uh, We'll be back in the uh, beautiful Loop Studios next week for, uh, for our Tuesday episode, I hope. And until then, what do we tell them? Tell them to stay cheesy, baby. That is correct.